This is Paths to Product, a show about current product managers and how they transitioned into the role. I'm Pallavi Hikariker, and on the show today, we interview Diana Yao and learn how she transitioned from being a technical program manager to a product manager at Facebook. Today, we're joined by Diana Yao, who's a product manager at Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us today, Diana. I'm so happy to be here, Pallavi. Thanks for the invite. Can we start off by telling me a little bit more about your background leading up to you starting your full-time career? Sure. So I graduated in 2014. So I did economics. I was extremely passionate about economic development and kept asking myself, how am I going to leverage my skills to bring about positive social impact in the world and at scale. Cause I had the dream of working at the UN. Then I got really disillusioned and saw that technology might be the best path there. I said, especially for people who have studied economics, if you've studied the solo swan model, they talk about how to create sustainable economic growth is this black box called a, and that a is usually equal to technology. So putting those pieces together, I was like, okay, I have to go into technology. So after college, I joined IBM, which I did an internship at, and that really helped me learn the enterprise technology space. So I worked with the top brands, like top Fortune 100 companies there, and learned what were their challenges in transitioning to digital. After that, oh, I skipped the part where I was living in Brazil for a couple months and working at a company called Rocket Internet. And I love their mandate. So their idea is to copy business models from developed markets that have proven that they that work and just explode them in emerging markets. So I was working at Brazil in the time we're doing uh, working at a startup for food, food delivery. So that was exciting times. And after that ended, went to IBM. Then after IBM, I jumped onto Facebook. And I'm now here as a product manager working on our Facebook connectivity team. Awesome. Um, And I think you originally started at Facebook as a technical program manager. Is that correct? Yes. And what was the turning point, you know, coming from a background in economics and then having the experiences that you said um, at IBM and at the company in Brazil, what was the turning point where you decided that you wanted to actually be a product manager? I've always been a generalist in the sense, not that I don't like to specialize anything, but I'm so fascinated by user research, by marketing, by data science. I couldn't really choose one. And I thought product management was the best way to get all of all of all worlds. And I think that sparked early maybe six months to one year after I started working at Facebook. One, I really respected the product managers who were leading our products that are adopted by 2.5 billion people. That's one. And two, PMs being the glue that brought together all these different functions. And it just felt so exciting getting to learn about these different functions, but not actually having to do like their day to day. I think it was about a year in after uh, joining Facebook. Awesome. 
And for some of our listeners who might not be aware of the difference, could you explain how the technical program manager role sort of differs from the product manager role? Yeah. And it differs across organizations too. Mm -hmm. But within Facebook, TPMs, they are excellent, excellent at execution and making sure that we hit our goals. And they're usually assigned to larger projects that have a ton of complexity because they require multiple cross-functional teams. So the TPM also serves as the glue to make sure when we have goals in the first place and that we're moving along and executing to hit those goals, making sure to enable, to empower the teams to be able to work together coherently. On the PM side, they're more responsible for the strategy side. So they partner with the TPMs to make sure the strategy is sound, but they're the ones leading the strategy. And before TPMs were assigned to even consumer product teams, they were usually on the infrastructure products, which required much more technical knowledge. And PMs, they have to know general technical software terms, but a lot of TPMs were previous computer science, uh, sorry, software engineers. And when you went from being a TPM to being a PM, was there anything that sort of surprised you about the PM role? Hmm. I think luckily being at Facebook, you work closely with PMs, so that reduces the number of surprises. But what had been interesting from the transition It almost felt like you had so much responsibility when you're developing the roadmap for a team and coming up with like ideas, holding the team accountable to this goal that you are sort of communicating to the stakeholders. So it was less a surprise, but you wield enormous responsibility is is a thing that I was like, whoa, and that was a good wake up call. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think that Uh, That is a big part of the PM role is having a lot of responsibility and getting to shape the direction of a product. So uh, that makes a ton of sense. Being the accountable one if things don't work out. (laughs) So it's good on both sides. Yeah, definitely. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing um, as a PM at Facebook? So maybe what team you're working on or what product? Yeah, I work on our Facebook connectivity team. And our mission is to get the next billions of people online. So as Facebook, it's not enough to just get today's internet users onto Facebook. We're going to hit a ceiling on that. And the big problem today, only about 49% of the population is online. So one, not only is it a, I guess it should be a right versus a privilege. Um, And this was coming from Mark when he announced it a couple years ago. But also two, we see internet as the ultimate equalizer and getting people access to education, to news, et cetera, and not just, not just Facebook. And I think that's what really ties me to this mission. And in this mission, we've identified four major problems why people are not online today. And my work as a PM is to build new business models, build new products in order to tackle, number one, availability of internet infrastructure, The second is affordability of internet on the data side and on the device side. Thirdly is to make the internet usable, like easy to use, especially 
as we have populations that are low on literacy, low on digital literacy. And number four, making the internet relevant so that people are interested in using the internet and not thinking that it's this tool where people are just bad actors spamming each other. So as the PM, you serve to build the roadmaps, identify big problem spaces, define potential solutions, finding partners. So that's another huge part of my job, partnering with the ecosystem in order to achieve success. Awesome. Yeah. And that's a really big problem being solved and uh, is quite different than maybe what you think about when you think about PMs at Facebook. Like it seems uh, removed from Facebook as a sort of social media platform um, mm -hmm. and instead is focused on such a broader broader problem. Yeah. When I tell people about my team, they're like, what? Facebook does that too? And when people come to visit the campus, they're like, why is it so big for just this one app? <laughs> but we do <laughs> so much that people are not always aware of. We have, we build a lot of infrastructure tools that are open sourced, like React Native, like Fabricator, which is for engineers to uh, fix a lot of bugs. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're, we, we do a lot of things people aren't aware of. Definitely. And I think that's, it's just that consumers tend to anchor on consumer products. And I think when you have a product called Facebook that so many people are on, I think they just kind of build that association and yeah. maybe don't become aware of all these other things. Great. So um, as we discussed, you transitioned from being a technical program manager to being a product manager. Uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the transferable skills um, that you kind of carried with you as you transitioned roles? Sure. I'll talk about the three that come to mind. The first is the people skills. Fundamental to both of these roles, you have to be really good at working with people. Because at the end of the day, how you get things done is going to be so dependent on cross-functional teams, on other roles. And if you're not good at being able to uh, convey the mission and inspire them, it's going to be hard, especially at a company like Facebook, where people have a very empowered to go towards the directions that they're interested in. So the people uh, working with people aspect is one that was transferable. The second is execution. So to get these ambitious projects done, you have to be really good at keeping other team members accountable, making sure you're tracking and progressing towards your goals on a like week to week, even day to day basis, and being very tactical in how you solve problems. So for example, there are sometimes challenges working with partners and finding strategic tactical ways to help them understand how what you're asking them to do is a win-win is like a tactical thing to enable execution, but also touching on the first thing. And then the last skill that I would say is transferable across both roles is the strategic thinking. And let me break down strategic thinking because I feel this industry is obsessed with strategy and holds it up to this high regard, but no one really knows what it means. But strategy, how we think about it at Facebook is one, starting with the problem. And especially we are obsessed with thinking in people problems. 
So what is the challenge in the world that needs, that has a, a good size of people that, that is struggling from this people problem? And usually this is a very ambiguous space, which can be intimidating sometimes. So for example, when we launched Marketplace, it was like, oh, what do we build in this pretty crowded market of, um, of e-commerce and of classifieds? So you're given this nebulous space and you're tasked as a strategic thinker to whittle down and break, and break down and segment the space so that you can kind of define where you want to focus. So for example, as a strategic thinker, when you think about e-commerce, you might break it down into the products that are, that are being sold. And let's say um, Amazon is known for being for selling consumer goods. And maybe there is an, a gap in e-commerce selling electronics, let's say, because Best Buy maybe doesn't have an online store. So you break down the different segments to then define where the opportunity areas and where there are gaps and whether your strengths as a company align with what, what gaps need to be closed. So it's a combination of yeah, breaking down, segmenting, understanding the market slash competitors and combining that with what the people problems are at the end of the day. Yeah, thank you for breaking down strategy like that. And I love the three things that you mentioned because I think they're all very core to the product manager role. So it's great to hear that they're very transferable between the two roles. And so we know that you transitioned between those roles at Facebook. Um, but for some of our listeners who may be looking to make a similar transition, can you talk us through how you went about making that pivot? Maybe how you looked for the role or uh, what the maybe interview or transfer process was like for going from TPM to PM? Yeah. Oh, within Facebook, it's, it's actually not the easiest. And I always joke, we get the same treatment as someone applying externally. So no to the rest of the crowd, it's we also, yeah, we get held to the same standard, but basically internally, I think the thing that worked the most is finding sponsors, people who have either worked with you before and can say, I think she can operate at a product manager level. She can think like a product manager. I have experience that she can think strategically. And that was so key to getting other teams to be willing to take a, take a look or even to have a conversation with you. Otherwise, it's hard to transition into product management, especially at Facebook, because the bar is so high. If you look at any of the PM job, uh, job, rec 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 what is it? job openings on the website, minimum, they ask for anywhere from four plus years of experience. So when you come in as a PM, you're expected to have years of PM experience. And and the organization's also really flat. So people who have been CEOs of companies, founded companies, they even come in like just as a product manager, of course, even at, at a higher level. So the bar is really high and getting a sponsor then to vouch for you to say that, you, that you've shown that capacity in other uh, roles and in other projects is going to be so key. And the second thing, I'll touch upon is being be, hustling. I was going to say being relentless. 
I am someone known to turn every rock <laughs> to look for opportunity. And I think that's worked really well, for, uh, leaving, leaving no rock unturned. That's the quote. Because as I mentioned, the bar is really high. So you'll, you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of people who say they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. And they're like, oh, I'm looking for someone who's already been a PM for X amount of years, even if the product doesn't look like it's that hard. <laughs> so having that relentlessness and brashness to constantly say, like I said to one product manager, oh, I don't have the official PM title, but do you care that I've worked in a PM like capacity for the last year, right? And for her to then be put in this kind of like awkward position get is kind of questioning, are you looking for the title or are you looking for someone who's done the work? Because I can prove that. You can talk to my manager um, on that. So I would say those two things are really key, getting a sponsor and leaving no rock unturned. Definitely. And as you mentioned, I think the bar, especially at Facebook for PM, is very high. And a lot of PM roles do require previous PM experience. And so you almost get stuck in that circle of, how do you get PM experience if you don't have any? And there's very few, I think, entry opportunities. I think now we're seeing with some of the maybe more well-known tech companies, they do have some rotational programs, but the class sizes are very, very small in comparison to, I'm sure, all of the aspiring PMs out there. Um, exactly. So I think that was really great advice. And I want to dig a little deeper on the note of getting a sponsor. So normally where the sponsors that you had or you were looking at people that held the product manager title at Facebook because that would then maybe go further? Or were you also using people um, in other teams that you were working with or maybe other technical program managers as your sponsors? Yeah, that's a great question. My sponsor was my manager and my manager's manager who stood behind my back. They were both product managers and the other one was a director. So that helped a ton. But this might not be generalizable for, like you said, people who work outside of Facebook, who are have not worked in product management before. So maybe let me talk a bit more general about what could be good ways to make that jump. Uh, one, for people out of college, I always think it's a great thing to start by working at a, as a startup. Because in a small organization, you're going to have to build product management skills, whether you like it or not. And being able to speak to that is a really great way during the interviews to give off those stories. Um, a second thing, if you don't have PM experience, what are side projects you've worked on that display that? So have you built an app on the side? Have you, have you participated in multiple hackathons and can show that you've actually built products? Can you position what you did work on at, at your company as things that you did that uh, a product manager normally would do, right? So I think these are all ways to enable you to position yourself. Otherwise, it's hard when recruiters or these companies get, they get very stuck on the title. Definitely. And I think all of that advice really resonates with me. Um, even for myself, my first product management experience, which was my last internship, was at a startup. And like you mentioned, I think at startups, you have no choice but to learn the skills because you're given so much autonomy um, 
and so much room to really make an impact. And I think that has helped me, even with my, getting my first full-time job and other interview processes that I've gone through, um, just being in a position to have that autonomy makes it so much easier to speak to the impact that I was able to make. Yeah. And it's so empowering coming out of college, working at, or even as an intern, getting so much one responsibility and so much um, oversight across the company in a big picture way. I think everyone needs that experience, not even if it's because they want to be their own entrepreneurs, but learning how to, how a business works just makes you some, so much more of a uh, valuable employee as well. So I want to talk a little bit now about actually preparing to get the job. So I'd love to start off by hearing if you had any resume advice and then afterwards learning a little bit more about advice you might have on preparing for interviews. Sure. So much resume advice. I actually do uh, resume interview coaching as like a side gig. So I've gone through this a lot. On the, inter- on the resume, the best tactic I learned was mirror the job description. Literally copy word for word what they say on the job description that resonates and is relevant to what you have done before. Because in now's, now's day and a lot of these resumes go through automated systems where their responsibility is to pick up keywords. So if we're able to say the same keywords from the job description, like high chance a real person viewing it, it would get into their hands. A second one is to focus on impact in your resume. What that means is show numerical impact in getting 2x sales or revenue. Things like this really shine through. Otherwise, I see a lot of resumes get steeped in just the day-to-day, what you've done, and how does that differentiate you from differentiate you from someone else who's done that exact same thing and has had the same responsibilities? Oh, showing impact. And the last, be precise and concise with your resume. I mentioned I do a lot of resume reviews. And some of the people who have had five years of experience have like a two-page resume. And I'm like, some of even the, you know, resumes from directors that I've seen is at one page. There's probably not a great reason why your resume is two pages. So being concise and precise with language, because recruiters are probably literally taking 30 seconds to a minute to read your resume. And if it doesn't resonate to what they're looking for within that short amount of time and resonate, meaning you having the keywords, you showing and being impressive with the impact in that resume and using the same jargon that's used in the same industry, they quickly just flip onto the next resume, right? So I would say those are the three key things on resume review. Yeah, that was all really great advice and definitely relate to that last part um, of long resumes. I think the advice that I was generally given is one page for every 10 years of experience. And so I definitely think if you have less than that, you should be able to fit it onto one page. And um, I think that would really help you be successful. Um, And so talking about the next step then, do you have any advice for how to prepare for product management interviews? preparation for interviews are super arduous. So a couple. One, a lot of these interviews are asking in a case interview format. So 
uh, how would you build a product for X? At least that's how Facebook does it. And the key things I think that help the most is not necessarily reading a book from cover to cover, but number one, doing as many mock interviews as you can. That puts you in this, that simulation you want, whether that's getting you nervous, whether that's making you think quickly on your feet. That's just so key to perfecting. The second is making sure you drill on your weaknesses. So I had mocked with a couple people and time and time again, you didn't necessarily see them getting better because they weren't focusing on their weak areas. So I really am a big proponent when I do interview coaching with my clients is we've just done a mock. I'm going to summarize the top three areas where I think you need the most improvement. And in our next session, we're going to spend that whole hour just focusing on those three areas and doing uh, simulations or mocking questions to get you better at that. And third, what's helpful is looking for good examples that you can mimic. Right? If you don't have a standard, you have no idea what's good or not. So some of the clients that I've worked with, they're like, I'm not sure if I'm giving a good answer. I don't even know where to benchmark myself. And I usually help them do that to say, okay, I've interviewed a bunch of candidates and I think you're a three out of five or something like that. So look for videos online that do, uh, that are doing mock interviews and you get a good idea of where you're at relative to them. Definitely all great feedback. And I agree with the last one where I think a lot of times it's easy to spend so much time preparing and if you're not someone that's interviewed other candidates or maybe even done a lot of interviews, it's hard to know, you know, how good of a job you're doing. And so I think the more examples you can either watch or read uh, can really help you level set and understand what you need to improve on and, and how to get better. And do you have any uh, recommendations? I know we talked a little bit about videos that you could watch for mock interviews, but do you have any content recommendations um, like books or podcasts um, or other things that help you either stay informed as a current product manager or maybe even helped you, uh, you know, gain some knowledge as you were preparing to transition? Mm, happy to share. I'm obsessed with constant learning, especially in the product world, especially about emerging market products. So the couple I'll rattle off that I love, um, I really like reading first round, first round capital or first round. They have a great blog that dives deep into how big companies and small startups have built uh, products. Other ones, there's a guy named Dan Olson and he wrote the book called The Lean Product Playbook. And I think that's also very succinct and procedural and structural in how to build products. What else? I love podcasts such as How I Built This by Guy Raz that talks about how these behemoths like Spotify, uh, yeah, like Spotify and Shopify, I was going to say, et cetera, built their companies from the ground up. It's always great. I love listening to things that talk about failures. And I think he does a good job of pointing to areas where they didn't necessarily win in this area and how they tactfully over, overcame it. Those would be some, yeah, that come to the top of my head. Yeah, those are all great recommendations. And How I Built This is actually my all-time favorite podcast. So I love that you mentioned that one. 
So you've shared a lot of great advice so far on resumes and interviews. And so I wanted to open it up a little bit more broadly and just ask if you had any other advice for either aspiring product managers or in particular people that may be looking to make the same transition from a technical program manager role to becoming a product manager. Hmm. For aspiring product managers, I guess it's try to say don't, don't give up, but figure out strategically how you make that move because it's not easy. And like we said, especially in Silicon Valley, when a lot of these companies have a plethora of choices to choose people who have worked in product before, it's very hard to break in. So some that I've seen for aspiring product managers, uh, they've taken courses. So for example, product school is one that has done a great job in the Bay Area to educate people, to help them prep for interviews, but also to connect them to existing product managers who might be you know, future hiring managers. So educating yourself there, and in that case, it's uh, paid. Two, don't wait to do product management work. And that means either at your company today, working with your PM or learning and shadowing them and asking them to give you work that a PM would do and besides that, you can also work on side products. Like who is stopping you from building an app from scrap, uh, from scratch? Who is stopping you from playing around with a product and asking yourself, oh, why did they, why did they build this product this way? Right? So there's so many ways you can learn in the meanwhile while you're transitioning over to PM. Awesome. That was all really great advice. And the last question I have for you is, you know, you learn a lot as you go through the transition. So if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing as you were trying to pivot from being a technical program manager to becoming a product manager, what would that be? Hmm. Kind of goes to the last thread. Don't wait for permission and don't wait for the formal title to do what you you believe you're you know put on this world to do and a lot of that is around identifying what are the skills you want to build and how you can find other ways either besides your job or in your job to do uh, finding people that you can learn from so you don't so when you're not getting the experiential uh, experience how can you find mentors who are existing product managers that are either willing to mentor you or even just to have one-time conversations with you to tell you either what they do or what products excite them? So I think that's a general mandate that governs my life. Don't ask for permission to do what you love. Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Diana, for taking the time to talk to us today. Really appreciate you sharing your advice and insights. Of course. Thank you for providing this platform for aspiring PMs. I would really love to see more first women in PM because that is, is a huge gap there. And two, just people kind of taking, uh, just going for it instead of waiting years and thinking that, oh, I don't have what it takes. So thank, thank you for doing this. Thanks for joining us on This Path to Product, from Technical Program Manager to Facebook PM. If you're looking to pivot to product management and want to suggest a transition to cover, or have transitioned into product management yourself and want to be featured, reach out to us at pathstoproduct.com. See you next week!